I will not be silent while the world is on fire. It may sound frightening, but scientific evidence shows that if we do not take dramatic action within the next decade, we could face irreversible damage to the natural world and the collapse of our societies. We have recently witnessed record temperature rise, increased concentrated rainfall, ocean acidification as a result of carbon dioxide absorption by the upper layer of oceans, shrinking ice sheets and glacial retreat. Climate change is real and man-made, and after seeing what a lack of planning has created during the current pandemic, I, for one, am not willing to make the same mistake twice. We have seen this in action over and over again. In our current COVID crisis, we see how we ignored the problem for too long, and the result has been catastrophic. We cannot make the same mistakes twice. We have to face challenges head on and full force. Regardless, there are still powerful individuals like Greta Thunberg, the 17-year-old Swedish environmental activist, as we just heard her passionate words from a clip in The Guardian at the very beginning of this episode. Welcome back to the seventh episode of Spill the Critty, where we spill the tea. About relevant issues and fun passions of mine. I am so, so excited to be speaking about climate change today because it's something that I've been passionate about for a really long time. And it's honestly really exciting to speak about this on a public platform. As there are a lot of aspects to climate change, especially with lots of new suggested policies and proposals, I am planning to do a two-part series for this topic. So today, I'll outline what climate change is, harmful impacts, and finally venture into past state and federal-level actions that we're aiming to mitigate the impacts. And then the next episode, we'll dive more into future proposals and weigh out those benefits and harms. Looking back at my introduction, I'm sure all of you listening know that climate change is such a big, big issue today. So starting off with the basics, climate change simply describes the change in average conditions like rainfall, sea levels, and temperature over a long period of time. Over the past 20 years, NASA and countless other scientific organizations have dedicated studies towards proving rapid climate change on Earth. It's like the comparison of Earth covered with glaciers millions of years ago, but seeing only few glaciers in select places today. Climate change also encompasses the widely used term global warming in it too, which is simply describing the global temperature rise over the years. Global warming basically occurs when carbon dioxide and other air pollutants and greenhouse gases collect in the atmosphere and are unable to escape into space. Instead, these pollutants trap the heat in our atmosphere, leading to Earth heating up. And as everything is heating up, excessive temperature rises take a toll on us through more powerful heat waves, stronger hurricanes, melting glaciers, sea level rise, and lots of other natural disasters. But a large part of global warming is due to fossil fuel combustion. Fossil fuels like coal, oil, and natural gases are decomposed plants and other organisms buried beneath layers of sediment and rock that have formed into carbon-rich deposits. And when we burn these, it causes a lot of excess carbon emissions to basically stay in our atmosphere. It's easy to say that let's switch automatically to renewable energy, but we're actually so, so dependent on fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are actually said to be found in 96% of items we use for production purposes. But actually think about it. Fossil fuels are used to make pretty much everything. Gasoline for cars, oil, tires, makeup, fridges, phone, dishwashers, even simple things we use every day like deodorant. 
changing the way we produce materials and relying on renewable energy sources is so important, like solar, geothermal, wind, hydropower, you name it. Even small steps can start making such a big difference while we're making that switch to renewable energy, uh, such as not wasting water and letting freely run when showering or washing hands, because a lot of us take that for granted and waste a lot of water. Using less water equals less energy spent to filter and pump water, therefore reducing carbon emissions. Right now, on a daily basis, the average household uses 350 gallons of water per day, where we could save up to 125 gallons of water if we're being more cautious about water wastage. Recycling, using reusable water bottles, wasting less, pulling the plugs when we're not using a device, and using more energy-friendly light bulbs like LEDs are simple yet effective. We have the power to take these small steps to at least start the path towards using more renewable energy sources. When buying new appliances, I also suggest looking for the government's Energy Star label for fridges, washers, and other big appliances that are more energy efficient than normal products. We must start putting more strict laws in place and taking action on our own because climate change is already impacting us extremely negatively. Don't believe me? Well, the World Counts estimates that one year and eight months of healthy life is lost on average for every single person on Earth because of excessive climate change recently. In the direction that we're going in right now, we're on the path of basically killing all life, even animals too. Up to one half of all plants and animal species on dry land could face extinction by the year 2050 due to global warming. That's only 30 years. But even in the short term, almost 100 species die each day due to tropical deforestation. So yes, even little steps like those could automatically be better for us. But before jumping to conclusions and thinking practically too, it's important to look at key past state and federal level government actionable responses to our current environmental crisis. For example, starting with the federal government in 2015, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, aimed to reduce carbon emissions by a third by 2030 with its clean power plan. Two years later, with the current administration, they repealed a lot of the actions proposed within the plan initially. Likewise, while under the Obama administration, the U.S. Department of Transportation proposed carbon pollution and fuel economy standards intended to cut emissions throughout the 2020s. But once again, the current administration repealed a lot of the actions proposed within this plan, too, so we were unable to make the progress that was intended to happen. As this pattern was happening over and over again, luckily states were able to act when the current administration uh, withdrew from the Paris Climate Accords, for example. States like Maine, Hawaii, Connecticut, and California were already beginning to formulate their own environmental plans. Um, but after withdrawal from the accords, these states were forced to be independent and not rely on the administration's decisions. So it was a really good thing that at the time, individual states were able to almost make up for the faults of the federal government and take environmental plans into their own hands. Um, so that basically uncovers the main problem, which is that we are super inconsistent with placing federal regulations and maintaining those throughout different administrations because opinions are obviously going to vary on such a big issue like this, on how we're going to attack climate change and ensure that we are maintaining a healthy environment. So that's what's been holding us back a lot. 
But for now, we must look at the future and see how to improve rather than regretfully dwelling on the past. So I am definitely going to cover future plans and my opinions on those on part two of this topic. So with that being said, let's dive into the tea. This week's episode is called Earth and Earl Grey, so I obviously did some research about it. So Earl Grey tea is actually a black tea blend with what some people say has some citrusy elements to it because a lot of the flavor is derived from a plant called Camellia sinensis, which is a tea flower. So that makes Earl Grey tea very natural and earthy, which is quite cool. But apart from that, it's a very healthy drink with a major caffeine boost in case you need that and other dental benefits as well. So that's obviously very cool, but let's go back to the main topic. So obviously little steps are very good, but it's not enough for the long term. For us to survive past 2050, we need to take this seriously because time flies. We have the power and need to step up to protect our environment by enforcing stricter regulations, providing visibility, and creating awareness by taking meaningful concrete steps. So yes, definitely be on the lookout for part two of this topic where I'll dive into the Green New Deal and some more important information about the environment and climate change overall. Thank you all for tuning in if you made it this far and we'll see you next time.